0: Locked on Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, November 3rd, I'm your host Jack Bushman, you can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast, you can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free, wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts. Odyssey, Spotify, etc. If you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Alright, good morning everyone. As always, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start the day. This one probably, though, will be... Coming out sometime around lunchtime, I imagine, as I'm recording right now as the Hawks are just getting things underway at their morning skate. So obviously on the show today, I'll be getting into a full preview of tonight's matchup with the Carolina Hurricanes. I'll also discuss the latest updates that we have on Kyle Beach's lawsuit against the Chicago Blackhawks. And then to finish things up... I'll also go over NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman's disastrous press conference earlier in the week, where once again he did everything in his power to make himself look uh, absolutely incapable of running this league in both a professional and also a proper manner. But to start off the show, ladies and gentlemen, for your Wednesday afternoons, let's get into the Blackhawks matchup tonight with the Carolina Hurricanes, the same team that just absolutely took it to them on Friday night as the Canes managed to come away with a 6-3 to victory in Raleigh. It's not going to be easy once again for the Blackhawks here tonight, despite this one coming at home at the United Center. The Hurricanes still haven't lost a game this season, folks. They are 8 and 0 the only team without a loss still here in the 2021-2022 regular season. And if you've been keeping up with the Blackhawks recently, then you know that they're kind of On the opposite end of the spectrum here as the Hurricanes, the Hawks, of course, just managed to pick up win number one on the year Monday night against the Ottawa Senators. And not only is the 8-0-0 record obviously impressive, the Hurricanes also are near the top of the league in in basically every major category right now. They're second in goals per game at 4.1%. They're first in goals against with just 1.5 goals allowed per game through those first eight victories. Freddie Anderson, by the way, has been an absolute beast for the Canes so far. He wasn't even the one that was in net the last time these two teams met on Friday night. And also, in terms of the special teams, Carolina has been even better than the Blackhawks have been, and that's really... Kind of been the one thing Chicago's had going for them recently is the special teams, but Carolina has been even better. The Canes are fourth in the NHL on both the power play and the penalty kill, while the Hawks are seventh on the man advantage and fifth on the PK, respectively. So it's going to take the Blackhawks' best effort tonight in order to beat this loaded Hurricanes team, because top to bottom... Penalty kill, power play, even at the faceoff dot, I believe they're third in the NHL right now. So any way you look at it, you know, at forward, on defense, and even in net, as I just mentioned, with Freddie Anderson, they have some incredible talent throughout their lineup, and they're definitely feeling good about themselves right now, sitting at 8-0-0. So it just really feels like the Blackhawks are going to have to play damn near a perfect game tonight in order to even have a chance at two points against the Hurricanes. But hey, coming off of their first win of the year, the Hawks might be feeling a a little bit more confident in themselves knowing that they finally got that grill off of their back. And and if they do, if they can play that same way that they did against Ottawa, but maybe with just a little bit better effort in those... Opening 10 to 15 minutes, really Marc-Andre Fleury kept them alive and gave them a chance to come away with a victory thanks to his efforts in net early on. If the Blackhawks can play that same style they did against Ottawa and with a better start out of the gate, that that's the recipe to me that they need to repeat in order to pick up their second consecutive victory here. Now obviously, that's going to be easier said than done against a great team like the Canes. But I'm not counting the Hawks out just yet before tonight's game has even gotten started. Uh, Also, taking a look at the Blackhawks lineup tonight, it looked like the Blackhawks were going to be officially done with COVID-19 protocol as forward Henrik Borgström was finally back on the ice for the morning skate. Borgström was the final member of the Blackhawks in COVID-19 protocol heading into today as Riley Stillman and Juju Cara both exited yesterday, and Patrick Kane was able to clear in time for Monday's game against Ottawa, of course, thank God for that, and his four-point effort that he mustered up in order to lead the team to victory, but right when it looked like the Blackhawks were 100% clear of COVID protocol, Tyler Johnson and Isaac Phillips were both added this morning, unfortunately. Tyler Johnson, I don't think he was going to play anyways tonight with the injury that he's been dealing with recently. And then Isaac Phillips, I don't think he's been great. I don't think he's been bad. But probably not the biggest loss, not to be rude, for this Blackhawks' defense, especially with Riley Stillman coming back. Honestly, Phillips might have been the odd man out tonight anyways. So the Blackhawks do still have... Most of their roster available for the first time in quite a while, even without Johnson and Phillips tonight. And hopefully, you know, that will give uh, this lineup, and particularly the offense, a a little bit more of a boost. Kane's back. We got Henrik Borgstrom back um Jujar Kara has been really good down in a fourth-line role. I think his addition can make an impact. He's been really good defensively so far. So hopefully that's going to give this lineup uh, a big boost here tonight And going up against a strong Canes defense. They're going to need all they can get. And, and once again, Jeremy Colleton did not use any line combinations during the morning skate, nor did he announce his lineup in his press conference after. Um, so we're just going to have to wait and see, I guess, what the Hawks roll out during their pregame warm ups around 7 p.m. Central Time at the United Center tonight against the Carolina Hurricanes. But one thing we do know, though, ladies and gentlemen, is that Mark Andre Fleury will be making his third consecutive start in net tonight for the Blackhawks. And while the numbers for Fleury on the season still are not looking too hot, he has now stopped 65 of the last 67 shots that he's faced. And of course, managed to pick up that all-important first win as a member of the Blackhawks against Ottawa on Monday. So really happy to see that Jeremy Colleton continues to ride the hot hand here, and hopefully Flower can keep it going tonight because the Blackhawks very likely will need him to be on his A game once again in order to have a chance to topple the undefeated Carolina Hurricanes. All right, I think that takes care of a full preview on tonight's matchup with the Hurricanes. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to get into the latest details surrounding Kyle Beach's lawsuit against the Chicago Blackhawks. But first, I need to talk to you all about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbors, best friends logging for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part... There's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more right now at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment two now today, I also wanted to be sure to go over all the latest details that have come out in recent days regarding Kyle Beach and the lawsuit that he currently has against the Chicago Blackhawks. First, I haven't really been able to talk about Joel Quenville resigning from head coach of the Florida Panthers late last week. And I mean, if you listen to my episodes in the previous day's I knew that Quenville only had a couple of days remaining in his coaching career after doubling down on his lie of not knowing anything about the Kyle Beach incident, which is outrageous that he really thought he could get away with that. There's just no way that Quenville should ever be allowed to coach an NHL game ever again after that. And I know that technically Quenville isn't banished from coaching in the NHL. He would just first need to go through a meeting with Gary Bettman, who I'll have plenty more on coming up in the show in just a little bit. Honestly, Bettman's probably the type of guy that would allow Q to coach for another NHL club. But if it were up to me, if it were up to good people, smart people, I'm not calling myself a a smart person, but I think anyone here, aside from Gary Bettman or anyone who's in a position of power to back up the NHL knows that there's just no way in hell you can allow Quenville to continue coaching after you know what he did. Not only rumored to have said that the Stanley Cup playoffs were more important than Kyle Beach back in 2010, but also telling lie after lie to the media about his knowledge of the situation. I mean, there's just no way you can let him get away with that. Quenville's days coaching in the NHL. Are very likely done as they should be, and for good reason. He's no longer the head coach of the Florida Panthers at the moment, but somehow, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Cheveldayoff is still the general manager of the Winnipeg Jets. No repercussions, nothing. And while I I understand that he fully cooperated and even placed himself in that meeting back in 2010 during his own interview with the NHL, I just don't get how you're not going to punish him at all. I mean, he was a bystander here to one of the worst incidents in the 100-plus year history of the National Hockey League. Even what Shevel Dayoff said in, in his presser was he thought it was something along the lines of just harassment and inappropriate text messages and wasn't aware that it was... This level of of a sexual assault or anything, honestly, I still kind of find that to be BS in my personal opinion. I mean, how wouldn't the assistant general manager know of how severe this is when basically everyone else in the front office, everyone in a management position with the Blackhawks, knew about it? So again, I just personally think the NHL has sent out the wrong kind of message here. No one in that front office for the Blackhawks was 100% innocent, um, except for Rocky Wertz, who the Blackhawks, for whatever reasons, never never even thought of bringing the situation up to him. No, I'm sure the, the owner didn't want to know about what was going on, guys. Shameful. But uh, I just, I really can't believe that there's no discipline whatsoever for Kevin Cheveldayoff, and that he's just allowed to continue on as normal with the Winnipeg Jets as their general manager. I mean, Scott Free, basically. As for Kyle Beach himself uh, and what's going on with the lawsuit, apparently settlement talks have begun between the Blackhawks and Kyle Beach's lawyer, who is Susan Loggins. And according to Loggins, uh, she told the Chicago Sun-Times that the two sides recently met for about an hour to begin settlement talks. And she also described the meeting as both respectful and cordial. So... Glad to hear that the Blackhawks aren't doing anything more to be uh, disrespectful to Kyle Beach after stating that his lawsuit had no merit a couple of months back to both the public and the National Hockey League. Um, good good to see that the respect level is finally here. No resolution occurred in that first meeting in settlement talks, um, but it does sound like... The two sides are going to get back together soon and are going to move forward with the situation and hopefully Kyle Beach gets whatever he's asking for and more out of the Chicago Blackhawks in this situation. All right, there are the latest updates I have on the Kyle Beach lawsuit with the Chicago Blackhawks. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to discuss Commissioner Gary Bettman's horrendous press conference with the media earlier this week. But first, I need to talk to you all about BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball has just finished up for the year. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves, but now... It's football season, folks. College and the NFL are heading towards the postseason. Also, the UFC has some incredible title fights coming up this weekend. And of course, most importantly, hockey season is back. So for any sport that you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Moving on now. Before I finish things up today, I also wanted to be sure to share my two cents on the recent press conference with NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, where he. 100% committed himself and the NHL to not caring about anything except their public image and money. It was honestly the worst press conference I have ever heard. And, that, and that's saying something, considering that Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane just had their nightmare pressers a little over a week ago, folks. All right, what more do we need to see out of Gary Bettman? I mean... He needs to be let go as commissioner of the NHL. I don't know exactly who's in charge of making that decision, but if that press conference isn't the nail in the coffin for his career, I honestly don't know what it's going to take at this point. First off, the NHL became aware of Kyle Beach's lawsuit for the first time. Not for the first time, excuse me, the NHLPA. Donald Fair were aware of the situation back in 2010, but the Blackhawks became, or the NHL, excuse me, became aware of this Kyle Beach lawsuit back in December of 2020, which was five months before it was actually filed in May of 2021. Yet once again, the the NHL just decided not to look into it at all. Instead. Why not just take the Blackhawks' word for it? The Blackhawks told the NHL this lawsuit lacked merit. Sure, yeah, we'll believe you. Why would you be lying? There's no reason for you guys to be lying. Unbelievable. So, naturally, as we've learned about the NHL, they didn't do anything on their own to help this situation. Um once again, they just sat back and did nothing, trusting that this old men's league, as Taylor Hall put it uh, a week ago, I thought that was a really good description. Why would, why would they lie? There's no way this could be true, right, guys? We'll believe you, Blackhawks. We're not going to even look into it. Honestly, it's, this league is so broken from top to bottom. There's no responsibility, no accountability and 100% trust in literally all the wrong people. That's the NHL for you, folks. And somehow, Gary Bettman had the audacity to publicly defend the NHL and their decisions on Monday afternoon. First, stating that he's not really sure what they could have done different. Are you kidding me? You could have at least looked into it yourself. Bettman also stated that the $2 million fine for the Blackhawks was significant, even though 99% of the hockey world knows that $2 million really is like a, a slap on the wrist here. And also, knowing that both the New Jersey Devils and the Arizona Coyotes have been fined more despite doing far less damage in their crimes. The, the Devils were guilty of. Cap circumvention and the Coyotes were guilty of illegal workouts with NHL draft prospects. And basically, in this presser, the NHL and Gary Bettman said that they care more about those issues than the sexual assault here. Actually, blasphemous that he backed up the NHL's actions. Bettman also said that he. He basically just stood by his decision to let Joel Quenville coach one more game before holding that meeting that those two had late last week. That was a huge topic of of controversy last week. Coach Quenville, even though they knew he lied, Bettman in the NHL still let him coach that final game. And what was Bettman's reasoning for this? He said he didn't want anyone to think he was prejudging Quenville before knowing all of the facts. As if... Literally anyone out there was actually going to be upset with him for making that decision to not let Coach Q uh, coach one more game. It's honestly just unbelievable stuff that continues to come out. It just it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. It's unbelievable that the NHL does not care anything about accountability. Nothing. And then, folks, the cherry on top, Gary Bettman did everything in his power to make sure that Rick Westhead wasn't going to ask him a question. And a quick shout out to uh, Pierre Lebrun of TSN for calling out Bettman for this and, and making sure that Westhead was going to get to ask his questions. How can you turn this guy away after all the incredible journalism that he's done over the last six or seven months. Rick Westhead is a hero here for his grind and determination to uncover all of the facts and get it out to the public. Without Rick Westhead, even Kyle Beach himself said this whole thing might not have been possible. So for Gary Bettman to shun him, to shun Rick Westhead in a time where he should try and be as open as possible with a guy like Westhead. That tells you all you need to know about the NHL, folks. In their minds, Rick Westhead is the bad guy in this situation. That's... (sighs) I don't know how many times I've said unbelievable in this segment. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again. That is unbelievable that Gary Bettman just wasn't even going to call on Rick Westhead, the, the guy who is literally the most responsible for getting all of this information out to the public. Gary Bettman, you know what's going through his minds and what's going through uh, conversations and those, those closed-door closed meetings with NHL executives. This Westhead guy ruined us. No! Rick Westhead didn't ruin you. You guys ruined you. Bad people being in charge ruined the NHL. Not Rick Westhead. So once again, Gary Bettman and the NHL proved on Monday that they don't care about anything, anything except for saving face and their money. And it would be an absolute shame if Gary Bettman is allowed to continue on as commissioner of the NHL after that pathetic display that he showed the world in that press conference on Monday afternoon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, November 3rd's episode of Locked Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast as host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks. Let's pick up that second consecutive victory. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.